Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Vikings with BMAC and Baker. I'm your host, Dustin Baker. Bryant McKinney is off this week, so it will be a month uh, of time before he appears on a show, but he'll be back next week. Uh, we have Sally from Minneapolis and Ron Saw from Eden Prairie talking about the Vikings topics this week. 96 Questions is back. Dominican Sue is in the free agent rumor mill. Kyle Rudolph wants to come back. Uh, we're going to talk about Wyatt Davis a little bit, and we're going to go for about 40 minutes talking about all of the week's Vikings topics. But first, our partners at Bet Online continue to be the number one source for all of your sports betting needs and sports information. Find all the latest odds, news, and sports development, including this year's um, hockey. Stanley Cup and Major League Baseball regular season items, plus all the latest fighting news and next season's NFL futures. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use the promo code BLEAV, believe BLEAV, to get that bonus and get into some of the action. Bet online where the game starts. Believe in Vikings is finally back. <clears throat> After three weeks, we were off. Uh, various vacations and COVID uh, from me. And it appears Bryant McKinney is off this week. We learned that about five minutes ago, or at least it was implied. Regardless, we're back. We're going to have a little show. We'll probably go for about uh, 35, 40 minutes tonight. And <clears throat> excuse me, topically, out of nowhere, the Vikings decided to bring back 96 questions. Uh, Brian Robinson's 39 years old, so he doesn't play for the team anymore, but they decided to have some fun. He cornered a bunch, cornered a bunch of dudes in the locker room, and this is the, the show that I infamously did not engage during its its first uh, tenure. Oh, yeah, but, but, you didn't. But, but, now, but now it's here. So was this a weekly thing, or was it ran? they just posted randomly Every back week. in the day? Really? Every okay. week, yeah. Okay. Like and on it, Wednesdays, I think. Yeah. So I, the vibe that I get is that it's going to be semi-permanent, hopefully through this season or something like that. I would think so, because why bring it back just one time? You he, know? Sa- he said it's a series. Somebody asked him, is this just a one-time thing? And he said, no, it's a series. So, yeah, I really love 96 questions. I think it's um, it really shows the guy's personality. And I think that's something we've been kind of missing the last couple of years. Um, I'm sure that has a lot to do with COVID restrictions and stuff because i know even like you know the vikings media people couldn't even really get close to them and stuff but um yeah i'm excited it's back it's a fun bit yeah and does he always ask oddball questions yeah it's usually just something really random that is meant to kind of shock them (laughs) and just get their initial reaction yeah Yeah. okay well what about the first one ron do you have any advice what's the worst possible (laughs) thing to do during a first kiss what do you got ron 
Like as far as my answer. Yeah. Uh, yeah. See, even oh, he's getting geez. nervous and he knew <laughs> yeah. the question. <laughs> well, I didn't. I, I didn't get a chance. I saw the saw the preview, but I didn't get a chance to watch the, oh, okay, the, okay. the whole my thing. Bad. Uh, no, no, that's fine. Um, oh, man. Um, I guess <laughs> saying a wrong name like that's always uh, not a not a good During thing. A kiss. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you say their name before you kiss. <laughs> well, I. <laughs> Like, what are you uh, asking for them to consent on the form or during? <laughs> I don't know. It's been it's been a long time, long time for me in the, in that department. So, um, man, yeah, I don't know. I don't have an answer. It kind of, it kind of shows my brother. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, eight plus years and two kids later, and yeah. that happened. So, <laughs> my mine would be been almost as long for me too mine is mine is kind of boring it's misjudging the whole situation entirely so that you know the kiss wasn't even supposed to happen in the first place i remember that from being 15 or 16 not not often but i remember thinking oh that's not how this is going um so i'm not quite on, yeah. quite on chris boyd's level where he said you don't want to vomit during it which <laughs> seemed like uh, oh yeah we're gonna make sure you don't do that uh sally what's yours well when i saw it was chris boyd i was like oh god this is gonna be something good right <laughs> and i knew it was gonna be something off the wall but i wasn't expecting him to say not to vomit that and, was a <laughs> and robinson was like oh no yeah you don't want to do that like <laughs> probably be a little off-putting <laughs> that was a little more off the wall than i was expecting but um i'm a little i mean i was looking forward to bryant being here too because i would say he definitely is maybe the only person in the vikings community who hasn't had more first kisses than me wait who has excuse me who has had more first kisses than me <laughs> i don't have a wet wednesday going on so I think he would have um, a lot of good stories on this topic. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but unfortunately, I don't think I have anything too original to say compared to what the guy said. Um, definitely the too much tongue too soon thing is a mm-hmm. um, huge turnoff. Bad breath, as um, Irv Smith said, is is really bad. Speaking of, when did Irv Smith get like a whole body... <laughs> sleeve of tattoos yeah like well, yeah, I a, don't... Lot of, a lot of time off last year so yeah i mean he's got his entire body except for his face so um good for him um that's a bad one also a lot of the guys said being too handsy yeah that is definitely um good advice so i was kind of surprised that so many of those were aware you shouldn't do that yeah you know who, you know but, who had the worst answer who was Justin Jefferson? He was just like, oh, just, just go for it. And we're like, okay. And he was like, yep, just 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 do it. Go for it. And he, Robinson was like, all the way. He's like, yep. I was just thinking, first and foremost, take that grill out, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I noticed mean, that. I would think, you know, obviously, if you're gonna be his girl, you gotta learn to adapt to that. But yeah. for the first kiss, that'd be a little intimidating, right? Like what if like um Eric Kendrick said and you accidentally bump teeth <laughs> and you bump teeth with the grill? Yeah. I It'd especially I especially liked Ken- Kendrick's answer because it was so like uh from experience the way that he started smiling. <laughs> yeah. When he started smiling, I immediately was like, Oh, it's teeth. Like I just thought it was, and then it was, yeah. yeah. So it's yeah. Fu- it's a fun bit. And then uh Dalvin kind of stumbled too. He was like, Ooh, uh, you just want to peck him. <laughs> <laughs> I was both... surprised. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So 96 uh, questions back. That'll give us interesting commentary each week to piggyback. We'll get Brian's take. So when we talked to Brian about a month ago about America's Got Talent, 
I stupidly misperceived the whole conversation because, you know, he, he globe trots. I thought he went to California for a tryout like, you know, like I would. And there's no chance in hell I'd make anything. And then all of a sudden he's on TV and they did wonderful and he's going to the next round. So I was excited to pick his brain tonight that this is a big deal. I don't know if they'll win it, but it sounds like the judges were impressed. And I'm sure you guys watched it. What do you think? Yeah, I thought like I, you know, one, I didn't know it was happening until all of a sudden I start seeing it on social media that like, <laughs> oh, like here, Brian McKinney's on this. It's like, what the hell? Like it, it didn't help that, you know, we been out for a couple of weeks. So we didn't get to hear him mm-hmm. say, oh, it's going to air. But when we had asked him about it um, a month ago or so, he had said it was going to be in August or sometime. So um, I don't even think he knew. But um, I mean, yeah, I watched the whole whatever 10 minute clip that they put out and um, I mean, yeah, the guys did great. And it seems like the judges, um, really received them well. Um, even when I think it was, was it Simon? Yeah. yeah. Simon who asked mm-hmm. them, uh, like to sing it without the, the music Yeah, and, uh, and then they did and, you know, all of them seemingly loved it. So, um, again, I can't say I watched the show, um, like the 10 minutes that I watched on Twitter were the most I've watched that show in probably the 10 years it's been on or longer. I don't know. Um, but, um, obviously seeing our guy on it, I had, to had to get a lay of the way and see how things were going. Um, but, uh, so I have no idea what it takes to win, um, or what, they're going up against or anything like that, but um, see them move on to the next round and uh, whatever that entails, that'll be uh that'll be interesting to see. Uh, it, he said he goes in the beginning of August. So we'll uh, pick his brain, uh, you know, shortly after that. Now, Sally, do you watch these shows? Like, no, I don't No, Okay. <laughs> no, right. I my, don't. my mom does and has for 15 years and she claimed they, they were really good compared to, you know, the rest of the guests that usually come on. So that was encouraging. Yeah, I mean, I've seen it here and there just when it's been on or whatever. Um, But I feel like at least from back in American Idol days, everyone Mm -hmm. talked about how awful Simon was and how mean he was. And not one person even gave them a bit of criticism. It was Mm -hmm. all compliments. And yeah, really, I, I really funny how Bryant was just like, oh, yeah, I just I just did this thing. I'm like, well, who'd you who'd you do it with? Well, I don't know. <laughs> he like named like two guys. Yeah. <laughs> um, he made just it out like, of nowhere. Yeah. He made it seem like they just winged it, but it seemed very rehearsed, right? Like, mm-hmm. so I really we got some questions for him. Although I will say, maybe he was a last minute fill in because he was wearing like completely different shoes from everyone else. Oh, I didn't notice that. <laughs> Jonna, they're I, all wearing. I, I like the kicks though. Oh, uh, I loved them. I loved but, them, but everyone was wearing like plain black shoes and he had, uh, were they Jordans? I couldn't tell. His were Jordans. Yeah. Okay. They were Jordans and they were multicolored. And yep. so, so either they didn't have his size or he really did just jump on at the last minute. <laughs> We got to learn by now for me, it's been two years and for you guys about a year and a half, um, we got to learn from him or learn about him that when he says stuff super casually, it's usually a big goddamn deal. You know, like (laughs) remember, I remember the first time when he, he was talking about Serena Williams, he was like, Oh yeah, we're going to hang out with Serena. And I was like, name dropped her. Like I I was like the best tennis player ever. (laughs) Oh, that's pretty awesome, man. And so then, when he has these developments, like that one time he showed up and he was doing the show from a parking lot. In Loving Hip Hop Miami. Yeah, we had Darisaw <laughs> yeah. on. And he, he's just like, oh, I'm just killing you. Oh, yeah, there's Trina and Trick Daddy right there. It's like taking me back to, you know, high school and uh, 
and you know just trick daddy especially so yeah. like, but just so casually and you know taking shots in his car or whatever it looked like he was doing but which <laughs> that was, was the episode I, he was whispering that was yeah great. It was cool as hell but it's just like I, I don't even know when that show aired uh because again i don't i don't pay attention to that show but uh um yeah it's it's always cool to hear the things that he does because he does stay so busy and then even when he was starting or with his business with let's chat like all of a sudden it's like oh i'm I got this business uh, venture going and now it's right you know, back back by comcast and like yeah that's, turning into this big whole ordeal and it's that's like, an example right there so we were asking him what three months ago how was your week and he was like yeah i've been doing this thing that's an example that whatever that is the translation service within a year from now that will be like the zoom that everybody uses the way that he, the youth things usually go with him <laughs> where he's right. like oh, oh i got something going on with the, the choir in los angeles and yeah, then he's, he's on national tv three weeks later and then like his right. network that he has like he's literally <laughs> like he could be in the running for the world's most interesting man just the way he carries himself and gentle giant and you know obviously all the stories that like you hear um from you know whether it's love boat or anything else and like just watching his instagram stories and watching him party on a boat and do all this and have his uh his nightclub parties and he's got another podcast out there with uh um if you remember the name speedy claxton uh, mm-hmm. uh, the basketball player his ex-wife like just all these like just the randomness that he uh, that he keeps himself busy with um which in a good way like he's productive busy um uh, but it's just so like nothing <laughs> there's nothing linear it's so across yeah. the board like you know it would, it's, it's really cool it's uh you know we're fortunate enough to kind of uh be able to pick his brain um on a regular basis but um yeah it'd be nice if he uh opened up more about like where like america's got talent like wh- how things look from his perspective as far mm-hmm. as where they're going and talent wise and stuff like that but um, you know, maybe one day we'll be we'll be able to get more out of them. We will. Thankfully, right now, I can tell you from my Vikings territory perspective, it's the it's the driest month of the year for football topics. And yep. uh, so next week, we'll, we'll be sure not to forget about AGT and we'll ask him about it. But speaking of the driest of topics, there are some. And the one that was notable in the last 48 hours is that Indomitian Sue, who is a free agent, 35 years old, last played for the Bucks, got a ring with Brady and the boys when they spanked the Chiefs. Uh, he is a free agent, and he's interested in joining Las Vegas. I'm not sure if the, the Raiders have reciprocity in that interest, but a guy named Tyler Dragon, I had to check to make sure it wasn't a parody account with that name, from the USA Today said that the Vikings have had ongoing talks with Sue. And I was like, news to me, news to us. And uh, evidently, Sue wants to join the Raiders. So there is a possibility with this 11 million bucks in cap space that a Dominican Sue could be a starting defensive tackle, probably steal Armin Watts' spot in 2022. So Sally, does Sue to the purple team move the needle for you at all, or is it meh? You know, it's just really kind of meh for me. Um, I guess I haven't really been keeping up with Sue um, much the last few years. Obviously, I know he played for the Bucks. Um, do you know, I mean, what is the percentage of plays that he, he's in? He played two-thirds of defensive snaps last year, but last year was a down year or the worst of his career, uh, according to Pro Football Focus. He only had like a 49 score. 
was he injured or he, uh, if he was, it was, it was under the covers. It wasn't like okay. he missed time. He's never missed a game of football aside from a two game suspension. Right. Stomped that guy. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And, and obviously that's very impressive. Um, I, I, it really doesn't move the needle for me. I mean, if it happens, I'm, I would be fine with it, but um, I'm not like, beating the drum for, you know, Quasi to make the call. I'm, I'm good. Okay. <laughs> I'd love to hear what Brian thinks about it though. Cause Brian obviously played with him. Yeah. Did you, uh, or do you, we haven't talked many X's and O's with you in quite some time. Are I you, haven't <laughs> been on in a long time. Are you content or would you rather see Armin Watts as the, the young full-time starter or because it seems like he's trending to be the starter up front. Yeah, I mean, I guess I, I get a little bit more excited thinking about watching him grow into um, into being a successful player rather mm-hmm. than just plugging in Sue for a year. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, Ron, Sue, what he does have going for him, he's wicked smart. Uh, he's uh, pretty cerebral. Uh, I, I think the, the dirtiness has kind of subsided, subsided as he got older, that reputation. Anyhow, he's probably a future Hall of Famer now that he has that Super Bowl ring. Um, and I was surprised that the small section of Viking social media was like, meh, no thanks. And I don't know if that's because they just remember him from the Lions. They don't care for him. Um, but to me, I'd obviously get behind it because, you know, he is a future Hall of Famer, can never have enough of those. Um, but I also really don't care too much if it if it is the Watts show. Um, do you like the, the big name feel of Sue Ron coming to the Vikings, or are you seemingly indifferent as well? So, as far as big name goes, obviously, I think everyone's aware Sue is a little older. He is a veteran, so I don't think it's as big of a splash as it would be as far as on the field. Now, I do think it would be a massive upgrade just because of what he is. It's not going to be. Um, you know, a full-time, like kind of in the mold of Everson Griffin is the way that, that I look at it is he brings that ferocity and that tenacity that, um, motivates a lot of people around him. And he has the flexibility to be a three, four end or a four, mm-hmm. three inside guy. And his ability as a pass rusher on the inside, I would absolutely love it. Um, him as a, if you line up with a three, four of, um, Tomlinson and him and Harrison Phillips in the middle, that's a stout run defense right there that really let the linebackers um, mm-hmm. do their work and make tackles. So he's still one of the stronger players in the league. He still can get that push up front, but you're not looking at him as a 95% um, snap usage guy. Like he's going to be, you know, 40 to 50% kind of in that range. You're going to use him um, sporadically. Uh, but I think what you get out of him the most is, He's been a captain everywhere he's went. He's yeah. been voted a captain regardless of his um, – I I would say that early in his career, yes, he was a dirty player. Like mm-hmm. He would do things that were a little questionable in the scope of on-the-field play. But clearly he had the respect of his teammates. Maybe he just had has that um, John Randall edge to him where I'm going to toe that line, sometimes may cross it, um, but I don't think he's a malicious player by any means, just – you know, on the, on the field in between those lines, you become a different person. Um, so I would absolutely love it because I think we have so many young guys up front who could benefit from, um, having a guy like that with the arm on Watts with a Jalen Twyman is another guy that who obviously last year got shot. And, uh, um, but that's another monster of a human as far as, um, physical traits. Um, so I would love to see it, um, you know, Sue's wife is from Minnesota. So um, I don't know if it's Twin Cities area or not. So that could probably be one of the things that um, like, hey, his wife gets to come and be, you know, play close to home. 
Um, and also we all know how he hates Aaron Rodgers. So, um, and with Ooh, his time in, in, uh, Detroit. So he, uh, mm. he bring another at, we don't have bar anymore as far as that, uh, um, <laughs> that rivalry that the Packers fans created there, but you know, it would be nice to see him get after Favre twice a year. <laughs> He's Favre, uh, Rogers twice a year. Ron, yeah. you sold me. Yeah, <laughs> sold me. We've, I'm yeah. Call, calling Quasi right now. I lied. <laughs> it's uh, not my money either, so I, you know. <laughs> so the uh, the December defensive line from the Vikings down the stretch of the ill fated 2021 season um, was DJ Wanham, Dalvin Tomlinson, Armin Watts, and Sheldon Richardson on the edge. And if this goes through, you conceivably have Daniil Hunter, uh, Harrison Phillips, Dalvin Tomlinson, Dominican Sue, and Zadarius Smith. And that sounds like quite the reconditioned lineup to me. And uh, so I'll, I'll just admit it that the Sioux thing is for me, the, the exciting factor is all name value. I know that he's, he'll be 36 by the time the season ends. Uh, I think his birthday is January 8th or something like that, but it almost feels like it, the, the roster would have a very miniature Rams feel with all these names because you'd have Daniel Hunter, Zaria Smith, Dominican Sue, Eric Kendricks, Harrison Smith, Patrick Peterson. And after a while you start staring at that roster thinking these guys they got to be good, right? And then um, Ron and I will talk ourselves into a, you know, a playoff appearance. Sally will probably rest on her <laughs> eight and nine laurels or whatever it is. Uh, but all right, so Sue, it sounds like we think the idea is neat, especially since he's a Rodgers killer. Um, but the other one, Sally, I want to ask you about is Kyle Rudolph. And I knew this was going to happen at some point this summer. He went on Paul Allen's show. He said, of course, he wants to return to the Vikings, or of course, he would return to the Vikings. And bada bing, wouldn't you know it? notoriously the Vikings don't have a TE2 right now unless you believe in the Johnny Munt aura and I don't know mm-hmm. much about him either so uh just the same question I asked you on Sue would you like to see Rudolph back or is that ship sailed well I actually didn't know that Rudolph said that but I did mm-hmm. see him yesterday at KFAM when I was there um oh, for a minute he was getting on the elevator or off the elevator while I was in the lobby. So I assumed that that probably came up and that was probably said uh, because Kyle Rudolph still lives here. Um, Of course he would want to play for the Vikings. Of course he would want to be at home with his wife and his small children. If he can be also, I think he loves the city in general, even if he does go play for another team, Mm -hmm. his family's obviously not going to, up and leave. Um, and I wouldn't mind if he came back at all. Um, I do think that kind of going with the Sue thing and the Patrick Peterson and stuff, it, he would be a good influence on um, a lot of the team. And he is a personality um, that I think the guys really like and they um, get excited about. And so that's always good. So I wouldn't have a problem with it at all, but I think we all really want to see uh, what Herb Smith can do finally. Yeah, Ron, that's the, that would be the big, big difference this time. So last time in the the first chapter of Rudolph, last time we saw him was 2020 where he was still the TE one, especially in the red zone. Uh, And then he got hurt down the stretch and Herb Smith kind of came on at the end. So this year the roles would be emphatically reversed, or if they're not something very weird is happening so that Herb Smith is a TE one and then you'd see Kyle Rudolph in, in relief. And I know fans can get behind this one because it's Kyle Rudolph, for God's sake. Um, but, Ron, do you, A, think this one's realistic? And then, B, does it move the needle kind of like Sue did for you? Well, I think, um, answer your first part, I think I've been championing, championing, championing this <laughs> for a couple months now since he got cut because 
I don't like our depth at tight end. I mean, losing Tyler Conklin is going to be huge because, yeah, we have Johnny Munt and then the rookie that we drafted in the late round and Zach Davison or whatever. Mm-hmm. And Irv Smith hasn't proven that he can be healthy. Well, measurables and everything on paper, Irv Smith looks like he's going to be legit and has all the tools. But it worries me that he hasn't um, been healthy for a whole year um, as the number one guy. So um, I, now, again, I would say I would not bring in Rudolph with the anticipation of him starting. This wouldn't it, and it's not even like if we brought in Sue where Sue's going to be a rotational piece. This is strictly as a tight end, too. I mean, I think they're planning on using a lot of tight end or two tight end sets because um, they do a lot of single back, at least in at what uh, the Rams did. So you need that second guy. And also the red zone ability that, that Kyle Rudolph is, we don't have that. Like Thielen's obviously a great red zone threat um, and Jefferson's a great receiver, but you don't have that big body guy that you can just kind of throw it up to um, and is going to go up and catch the ball. It's Cause and it was always Rudolph. Rudolph. <laughs> exactly. And that's what Rudolph is. So um, I would absolutely love it if he's back because again, mainly because the depth, if we had Conklin, I would say, no, we don't Conklin proved himself. But for me, it's, we don't have a viable number two, unless Munt is that guy and O'Connell obviously coached him at, with the Rams, but you know, they were trotting out everyone else at tight end, except for him. Um, like, I don't remember seeing him at all. So mm-hmm. um, they were throwing it to what's the number 18 guy, the wide receiver, like, you know, there were other guys seeing the field, not, not named Johnny Munt. So mm-hmm. while he might be a valuable depth piece, I don't like him as the tight end too. So why not go out and, and you can never have too many uh, leaders on the team uh, one way or another. So again, whether that's, you know, bringing back Peterson, bringing in Harrison Phillips, you know, if they brought in Sue, if they bring back Rudolph, you're getting guys who are smart and know their, know their stuff. And I think Rudolph being a year away at the giants when last year, hundred percent agree with them saying, why would I take a pay cut? Like, there's zero reason for any player to ever do that. Um, but now maybe it's more so the writings on the wall. If he wants to continue playing, he's not getting that $7 million a year contract. So it's going to be something more on the team friendly mold. So why not be somewhere where he wants to be because he didn't want to leave. He just wasn't leaving money on the table. Um, so, and it's a whole new regime out there. So I'm sure there's no, it's not like there's hard feelings like, Oh, you mm-hmm. cut me last year and you want to bring me back. It's, New people in charge. Yep. Rudolph is 32. He was interestingly born on the day the Berlin Wall fell. Uh, so he's probably got a couple of years left and his best asset is, is his hands, uh, as we all know. So yeah, he, he should catch on somewhere. And <clears throat> the thing about the, the chat with Paul Allen is I have no idea if the Vikings are interested in it. Um, it's just somewhat newsworthy right. that he's open to to a reunion. How many, uh, how many touchdowns did he have last year? Oh, I don't, I don't know if he caught any. Obviously, he wasn't playing for <laughs> yeah. a uh, great team. Yeah, he. Uh, let's see. Uh, he had 26 catches, 257 yards, and a touchdown. A single? Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, that's... They didn't yeah. use him. Yep, they, they yeah. had... Uh, and he had Daniel Jones, Jones throwing to him. Well, so right. being 6'6", six, six, you're better off being 2'6", with Daniel <laughs> Jones. So. Oh, my God. Who they're starting again in 2020, yeah. <laughs> mind you, with Brian Dable and company. So, all right. So we're we're a little bit more. It sounds like a group excited about Rudolph, probably because we know him, and uh, reunions feel semi realistic because the the roster needs align with it. Just notorious, like 
strangely, the Vikings yeah. haven't invested in a TE2, and their TE1 has a documented injury history. So we shall see if he signs on the dotted line. Um, another one I wanted to call out, this isn't a new uh, free agent or an old free agent coming back, but it's Wyatt Davis's role this summer. So last year with Zimmer and Spielman, we used to do things the half-assed way on the offensive line. Hopefully that's changed at right guard. Wyatt Davis was the fruit of a trade with the Jets, and he uh, was perhaps going to play some right guard. Nope, that never happened. He never took a single offensive snap. And now, because the new regime has signed Chris Reed and Jesse Davis and drafted Ed Ingram, who Bryant and I had the argument about a month ago, um, Wyatt Davis seems to be the odd man out. And I don't even know if he makes the team. So, Sally, do you consider Wyatt Davis is probably a third-round draft bust, or do you think he could still carve out a role on this summer Vikings roster? Honestly, I think you guys would agree that it's it's one of uh, the world's biggest mysteries at this time. So um, if I had to put money on it, I guess I would say that I would assume he's a bust and we still might not see much from him at all. Um, for you guys' sake, though, I hope that it um, ends up that he is phenomenal and he's a starter this year because I know it's been keeping you guys up at night. <laughs> I'm glad that we have four dudes to try to fix the problem, Uh, you know, as opposed to Dozier and Samia or some other half-assed thing that never seemed to work. For sure. Um, But yeah, I mean, I don't, I have no idea what to think about Wyatt Davis. I don't think anybody does. Okay. Ron, Wyatt Davis, does he make it to the 53-man roster? I mean, yeah, I I agree. I have no idea because no one knows what to think of him because it sounds like this was the rogue Spielman pick that he went against everyone. Um, on it, but then also, you know, going into that, um, his final year at Ohio state, he was the best guard in the nation. So you don't just lose ability. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, Mike Tomlin, I don't know if you guys have seen, um, he, he was doing a sit down interview with, um, I think Ryan Clark and then a couple other former Channing Crowder, I think his name is. And like, he was asked about, um, you know, if some players are uncoachable or whatever, and he was like, if they're uncoachable, that's because the the teacher's not doing a good enough job. Like basically just to sum it up, based saying that there's a reason why coaches are out there that make the money that they do because they need to do their job of teaching players. So he hated that preconceived notion that a player is uncoachable. So, um, again, I didn't like, I just saw the snippet of it because I'm obviously a Tomlin fan, but, mm-hmm. uh, um, that makes a lot of sense. So from all accounts, it seems like, uh, Kevin O'Connell, um, is well respected everywhere he's been, whether it's Washington into um, with McVay um, at the Rams. And uh, if he, you know, I think he'll give everyone a fair shake. He doesn't seem like he has any bias or whatnot. You know, he's still playing age technically being 36 years old. So I think he is coming in. We have all these bodies. We're going to give everyone a fair shake. Um, and we're going to just kind of see how it plays out. So I think we'll see enough of Wyatt Davis where, we'll know, um, we'll at least find out as a fan base, is he any good? Like you can see, um, areas for development. Like if he's mauling guys, um, but inconsistently, at least you can see, okay, he's not overmatched. If he turns into Dakota Dozier, then everyone could be like, yeah, he probably won't make the team. The benefit I think he may have is last year they were working him in at center, and we don't have a true backup center on the roster, really. I mean, it's going to be one of those veterans that we brought in, whether Jesse Davis or um, or Chris Reed, um, who are you know, swing guys. So mm-hmm. maybe he has the opportunity to be 
you know, that backup center, at least be in the mix for an interior lineman spot. So um, if not, you know, I, I don't envision a, a third round pick in his second year being able to be snuck through to the practice squad. I feel like there's teams out there that like the Jaguars or mm-hmm. teams that are historically bad that'll take a shot on a player like that. But I think, you know, he'll get a shot and will at least as a unit be able to see whether or not he can uh, he can be a part of that um, line going forward. I think so. One of the trickiest exercises to do um, as a, a Vikings obsessionist like me is to try to predict the 53 man roster. I, I put pen to paper, which means Google sheets uh, a couple of days ago. And it's a pain in the ass because a lot of these dudes who, you know, everybody's infallible right now, like Luigi villain, he's going to make the team. There's a, like, there's going to be like 10 dudes who you think, yeah, he'll make the team that aren't. And I think Davis will be one of them. And then he'll have to go somewhere else to figure out if he is the Buckeye Wyatt Davis or if he's the Zimmer Wyatt Davis, who you know was correct that he didn't quite make the make the cut in, on the Vikings offensive line. But uh, we have about five minutes left for the show tonight, and I want to ask the group, uh, specifically starting with Sally. Um, so because there is a new coach, new coaching staff, once they knew everything because the roster is pretty damn familiar, do you plan to go to some training camp, which should start in about a month, and then uh, even a preseason game. Do you want to go wet your whistle with the new coaching staff then, or is that all you're just going to wait till week one? Well, you know, I do all of that anyway. So I, could, I didn't know course. if you went to preseason games or not. Yes, of course. Okay. And this preseason game is going to be really important because we only have one yeah. at home and it's going to have to be my dry run for tailgate for hosting my own tailgate. Oh, that's right. So yeah. It's a lot of pressure for that preseason game. Um, but yeah, of course I, of course I'll be there regardless. And I'm really excited for training camp. I love training camp. I know I've talked about it a lot on here. Um, it's just so exciting, even though it's, you get there and it's really like, you can't really see that much. You don't really yeah. necessarily know what's going on, but it's just so exciting because you know that we're that much closer to football. And I really love watching those like on the bubble guys, especially the wide receivers. It's always really exciting mm-hmm. to see who's going to be the fifth or sixth one, ho- however many they decide to keep. Um, so I'm just excited for us to actually have stuff to talk about again. I'm getting kind of anxious that they haven't put the dates out. Yeah, I mean, it's weird. Obviously, we kind of know, mm-hmm. but um, I've heard rumors from um, someone I know that works uh, at TCO that um, the first the night practice is going to be the very first Saturday, which would mean that they had barely had any camp like they <laughs> wouldn't even technically be in pads yet. Yeah. So I'm hoping that that's not really true. <laughs> but um, yeah, I'm just I'm, I'm really excited for all of it. Okay. Uh, Ron, uh, we've got a pitch count tonight. We've got about three minutes left. Do you plan on doing at least a session of training camp and or that preseason game? Because normally, I guess I ask preseason because I don't usually make the four-hour trip aside from the 2016 season for a preseason game. But this year, <laughs> I'm getting the itch. Uh, so what say you, Ron? You know, I'll try to do some of the training camp stuff if, if scheduling allows. Um, you know, I think, you know, last year and the pre- previous couple of years with COVID, um, you know, I, I wouldn't have wanted to take my kids. But I think now my daughter, you know, being three, she'd enjoy that type of stuff um, or at least kind of seeing, you know, whenever she sees purple, she says skull. So she's trained well, um, although when I'm watching mm-hmm football on Sundays, she'll come down after a nap, say, dad, I don't watch football. Um, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> um, hopefully, yeah. So, um, 
but so it'll be nice. Um, you know, weather is always nice. You know, you know, summer, not spring, and not that always. Sometimes but at least, it's, like, it's hot warm as... and mm-hmm. yeah. Um, so I I would try to, but um, we'll see. Preseason games, no. Um, I will never plan no. on going to a preseason game because it's everything's still full price. Like you know, yeah, it's weird. Go there and be like, hey, like let's get some half off beers or whatnot. It's nope, you're still you're still dropping a lot of money for, uh, for everything. And it's just, that part's not worth it, um, to me. Um, but, um, I mean, yeah, like Sally well, said, that's, it's, that's it's, why you come to the, the, uh, grand opening of my tailgate and you drink beer there and well, then that, you go in, you know what? That sounds appealing. Um, so, um, the as soft long as opening, I mean the soft opening, as long as, is it the, that 19th weekend or whatever, you know? Like, I don't remember well, when it is. I just know it's the first week, right? Um, I don't know what I can't remember our preseason schedule. What? Uh, yeah, but, I just think it's the first one. Okay. I don't know well, either. I'll find out. Well, TikTok, I can. We have- uh, I can plan on uh, plan on that. So. Um, what about you, Dustin? Um. Yeah. If that's that's a perfect time to do the tailgate thing for somebody that has a smush schedule of travel. Um. But yeah, now that I now I know exactly where to park to get to the game to not have to <laughs> get through lines and then to walk right past you guys. Uh, I got it all figured out now. What uh, about training camp, though? Are you going to go? Oh, yeah. I always go to that hell or high water. Even well, I know if, you go even to if the Zimmer night was back for year nine. Um, yeah, I'll be at least one one training camp. OK, I just didn't know because of work now. If maybe you'd come a few more days. Oh, uh, may, maybe uh, it all depends on if Joe's family can get press passes, which always seems kind of like a hit and mess. Uh, so uh, we have like 30 seconds left on preseason. My little speech on that throughout my 20s, always get excited about the preseason. I'd sit my ass down on the couch and then within 10 minutes, I'm like, why do I watch this? And so I finally, with maturity, got that out of my system. But now I cut for Vikings territory. I cover it and I absolutely have to watch it to be able to write about it. So, all right. Uh, we were in a condensed show tonight. We'll be back next week with Bryant McKinney. Uh, thanks for joining. Um, I think we're, we have Jalen Naylor on tap one of these nights soon. Uh, I believe is going to line that up. So. Alright guys, e logo só espero que ganhe o meu Benfica Domingo Santo Estou em modo letargia Esta data foi riscada ao fim de semana Tem um dia Domingo Santo Estou em modo poupança Não gasto recursos For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile And the ones who get in early So everyone can go home on time There's Granger, Offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts So you can quickly and easily find what you need Plus You can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.